When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, welcome to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I'm your girl, Jessie Mae Peluso. This is episode 374, an old school version of Sharp Tongue Podcast. You guys keep requesting just me ranting and raving. Last week we had a little break. We had a swap cast with my other podcast, The Deuce. Make sure to subscribe to The Deuce. It's also on Cloud 10 Media. We're very, very excited about that podcast that we just made live. It's been a basically a Patreon podcast for years now. Tully, who is my co-host, Mike Tully and I created it out of quarantine and now it's available everywhere. And I'm very, very excited for that. And I hope you guys enjoy it. But for the Sharp Tongue podcast, I wanted to thank everybody who's been rating and reviewing. Just take a quick second, go and hit a five-star rating for me. My goal is to get a thousand five-star ratings and I'm at 520. We're halfway there. So thank you for everybody who's already rated me. I love you guys. And I hope you enjoy this week's episode of the Sharp Tongue podcast. Sharp Tongue podcast. Beep, 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 You're listening to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse May Jessie. Peluso. It's a personal look. Well, it's not really a look because it's a podcast. I'm already fucking this up. This is kind of like a verbal comedy diary, a deep look into the crevices of my mind. It's going to get dirty. You might cry. You'll probably laugh. Hopefully you'll laugh. Talk about my dog sometimes. Each week it's something different. Sometimes I have a guest host. Sometimes it's going to be a movie companion episode. Sometimes I just ramble about the bullshit I dealt with the week before. You never know what you're going to get. It's raw, uncut, and funny. It's me. Hey, everybody. This is the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I'm your host, Jessie Mae Peluso. I have applied the lipstick. I also, I want to know, has anyone looked into any sort of negative effects because of dry shampoo? Because I can't live without dry shampoo. If we find out that dry shampoo causes problems, I'm going to have to just deal with it. If I don't get to use dry shampoo, my, my hair doesn't get washed. This is how I wash my hair. Call me gross. I'll call you rude. It's accurate, but it's rude. Don't be judgy. Sometimes a girl's head gets a little greasy. And I'm Sicilian, so it's extra greasy. Ciao Italia. You know, it's, it's, it's authentic. It's real olive oil. And the dry shampoo soaks it up so good. And they're not, they're not a sponsor at all. I, I just can't live without it. I realize that I've evolved my sister's thinking because she used to wash her hair every single day. And I'd just be in there like ready to go in five minutes and now when I was just visiting her in Syracuse which I will get into this bitch was using dry shampoo like she created it like it was her idea lest we forget the resourceful sister strikes again I'm the resourceful one give me the freaking credit give me the dry shampoo credit toe that I deserve this is a, just a regular episode of ranting and, you know, there's, there's a lot to talk about. There's a lot we're going to get into. First, I'm going to talk about 
my idea of a successful life. That's going to come at the end of the show. And I also went to Twitter to ask people what their idea of a successful life was as well. So that will be at the end of the show. Stick around for that to get those little bits of advice and information. And also, please rate the podcast. If you're listening on Apple, go right there. You can give us a five-star rating. That's all I'm asking for is a five-star rating. Let me know that you love it. And I'd like to give a special shout out to Super 73 for stocking me with one of their amazing electronic bikes. I need probably to be in one of those bubble suits to even survive the bike. I can't get out of my house without tripping. It probably was a really horrible idea for Super 73 to give me one of their electronic bikes. But don't think I'm not going through this neighborhood with a bright red backpack for Chaplin to sit in. One of those cat bags. Have you guys seen that? I just want to open an Amazon influencer page to just to sell that backpack. It's where Asian girls put their cats. And I only say that because that's where I saw it first. It was on one of those like ads that you know is from some Chinese invention factory where they just probably have kids linked up to some sort of machine and they come out with ideas and then they sell it to us for $8.99 on Sheen. (laughs) This is where one of those cat bags was. So I'm just going to be whipping around the neighborhood in a cat bag with Chaplin in the back and also uh, a leopard print helmet. So thank you to Super 73. I'm so excited to try the bike and I feel like I'm saving the universe as well because I'm not taking my car to buy a $35 smoothie from Irwan, which I don't do, but people in this town like to do because they like to feel like they're cool. Oh yeah, man, I got my spirulina smoothie today from Irwan. It means nowhere backwards. (laughs) Walk off a cliff. I hope on one of your silent exhibitions that you go to, one of those silent retreats, that you walk off a cliff and you're so dedicated to the silent retreat, you don't even scream for help. And that on the right before you plummet to your rocky, query death, I hope your last thought is, I wish I didn't spend $35 on that stupid spirulina smoothie. Doesn't even taste good. That's probably why you tripped off the cliff in the first place, because the spirulina is really just mold. But I do love it and I do put it in my smoothie. Not going to lie. Guys, in case you forgot, this is Pelusoville. I have a, a sign. Oh, fungal. There goes the freaking, there goes all the other set stuff. I have a sign that Deb got from back in the day. It says Pelusoville. And now I'm wishing that I would have called the plot, the plus, the podcast, podcast Pelusoville. And we put it in here because now we have like an official little space. So I'm starting to decorate. The Studs. It feels real good. I have a hat from my friend who's a, an author. She's co-authored a couple books. The Wife Between Us is really good. She co-authored that. Um, and she just wrote one of her own novels. It's called Gone Tonight. And she sent me some some swag. So I wanted to put this into the little area here as some inspiration. A fellow artistic person doing their thing. Publishing a book is not easy. Writing a book is is obviously very difficult, but getting it published is a whole other thing. So shout out to Sarah Peckinen for sh- uh, sending me some merch. Okay, so let's do a little recap of where I just was. I was in, where was I? I was in the Thousand Islands, which is a region 
in between America and Canada, there's a huge river there, the St. Lawrence River, that borders Canada. And it's a place where my sister and her family have a castle. It sounds extravagant. It's more like a hut with rocks around it that we call a castle. No, it's actually pretty nice. And I went there to hang out. And this is actually one of the things that got me thinking about like a successful life and what it means to be successful, which we're going to get into in a little bit. But it's so funny when you travel and you have your idea of how a trip's going to go, but you forget that other people live a life and you kind of got to learn to go with the flow, especially if those people have children. And my idea of a vacation, like I've discussed it before, I'm not, I'm not looking for an activity sheet. I don't want a schedule and I need food at all times. I need access to full meals at least every hour. I might not eat the meal every hour, but I want to be able to get a sandwich, something hot and not snack like I'm stuck at craft services, like some sort of extra in, in a TV series. And all I get to eat is rolled gold pretzels and some kids gummy treats from his, his lunch that he didn't finish. That's all I want. I want to be napping and eating. That's my idea of a vacation. And you're probably like, well, why'd you even need to go to Italy? Well, it, to eat. I didn't get a lot of naps in, but you know, beggars can't be choosers. Anywho, so I'm driving up to St. Lawrence, which is, um, we access through Alexandra Bay. Alexandria Bay. That's in upstate, well, kind of upstate New York. Yes, up upstate New York. And I used to go there every summer. I spent all my summers on the St. Lawrence River and also on a really small lake in Governor, New York, actually, where we spent our summers was a place called Pleasant Lake, which ironically, if you go to a map, you go to a map and you type in Pleasant Lake, it is in the shape of Italy. And that's our only claim to fame about that lake. There's maybe, possibly, most likely people who are related in a marriage that have a camp on that lake. But it was magical nonetheless. This lake is located near Alexandria Bay, New York, which is where my aunt had a camp and we would go to often as well as children. So it's kind of nice that my sister has found a little oasis for herself that also feels like it's a nostalgic trip for us because we know the area and we spent so many summers there as children. And it's kind of crazy to think when you look at time and in your organization of time, when you really think about all the summers you have, I'm sure you guys have read those things where with your kids, you might only have like 30 summers. When you break it down like that, it gives you a deeper appreciation for where and how you spend your time, especially time encapsulated in a holiday or a moment like that, like a summer vacation or the Christmas vacation or your birthday. You only have a handful of those. So it was nice to feel like a little trip back to to the past with my sister. On my way up there, I got pulled over. Now, sometimes you get pulled over and you're like, WTF. And let's be real, that's like never. Because whenever you get pulled over, it's usually for a reason. And I'm speaking from my experience. I was entering a construction zone. And I just, I don't agree with it going from 65 
to 55 just out of the blue. I know that's how it works, but I, I need, I'm sensitive. I need like 65, 64, 63, 62, 61, 60. I need like to like take my time. Why are you rushing me? You're rushing me to slow down. Do you see how idiotic this is? So I blasted through that, that construction zone allegedly, according to this state trooper. And I got my niece in the back of the car, which don't think I didn't use her as a decoy. Sure did. You think I rolled my window down first? Nope. Rolled Karina's window down. I said, pucker those lips and look doughy-eyed. I need your cuteness to distract this state trooper who's coming in with fury. I can feel it. So I pull over, which is kind of difficult because it was a low shoulder, which is a strange term for something that's even with the road. Shouldn't it be a, a shallow shoulder? It rolls off the tongue better. Look, I'm going to fix the highway w- one way or another. Not even at the damn camp yet, and I've got ideas. I thought maybe this state trooper was pulling me over because she wanted to hear him. No. So I park. I look for my ID, which I grab. And then I realize I'm in my brother-in-law's car. And there's no nothing else. There's no paperwork. There's not even like a wrapper from, from a piece of gum not even a pen those two things are in the cleanest of cars let's not even get it get into those monsters who treat their cars like like trash heaps what i won't get in your car fix fix your life your car's a reflection of your mind fix it anywho can't find any registration paperwork and the irony is my brother-in-law owned car dealerships he knows the he knows the drill and you shouldn't have to own a car dealership to know, hey, I need some paperwork. So I get my ID and then I kind of freak out a little bit. Like, well, how am I going to explain this? Now it looks creepy that I have a kid in the car with no registration. Now I think I've, I'm like, uh, this is a felony. <laughs> I said, I've committed a felony. I honestly thought, oh my gosh, she's going to take me to prison because she's going to think I'm like sex trafficking this little girl. Who, by the way, had a full face of makeup because she likes to do her makeup. She's six, you know, and, 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 and she's gorgeous, not in a creepy way. She's just a beautiful little girl. This is already suspicious. And I'm, I've already looked at my future 40 to life I'm, I'm looking at. So I look in the rearview mirror and I see the state trooper walking up and it's a, it's a strong walk, strong, strong physique. And then I, I see the state trooper kind of lift the chin a little and then I see it's a woman not only do I see that it's a female I see that it's a gorgeous female like striking strikingly beautiful and I realize that within context that's probably why she was so beautiful but she also was very beautiful strikingly beautiful because you don't expect there to be like this feminine ethereal creature to show up to your window when you're getting pulled over on the highway heading up to you know, the white trash festival 2024. So my first words, which I don't even know if that's legal. I think you're supposed to have the state trooper say things like these are your Miranda rights. I think that's how it starts. So she goes to open her mouth and I go, holy shit, you're hot. She went, what? And I said, huh? 
<laughs> you ever do that? Try to buy some ha huh time after you realize you said something inappropriate? I could just hear Dr. Amon's voice in my head. Don't say the first thing that comes to your mind. This case, I sure did. Not censored at all. Holy shit, you're a hot cop. By the way, not a cop. State trooper. Different jurisdiction. Different job title. She's up and down a highway all damn day. Cops are running in and out of 7-Elevens. Shooting extras from painkillers for stealing stuff from the store to sell it for a, pop, a pill to pop down the street. Anyways, watch the show. You know what's going on. It's a pandemic. We all know about it. So what proceeds to happen is that I start to fumble and say I don't have any paperwork. I don't have any paperwork. But she just starts to chit-chat with me. She starts chit-chatting with me. When I say chit-chat, I mean, where are you from? Where are you headed? I think it's small talk. She's doing reconnaissance, and I'm like, oh, she, I think she, we're going to be friends. <laughs> I think this state trooper and I are entering a best friendship. I'm, I'm sitting here like, oh, my God, this is the most anyone's ever inquired about me. That's actually funny. I should write that down as a joke. Deb, make a note of that questions that state troopers ask you make you feel that you're being you're gonna have a friendship instead of a felony <laughs> I'm thinking I got a brand new friend no she's about to arrest me and so she proceeds to talk for almost 40 minutes on the side of an extremely busy highway and we talk about everything in our life. I mean everything. We talked about her sons. She's got four boys. She's been in the force f 20 years. They, they, she told me a little insider information that when someone of her age, even though she wasn't that old and she was beautiful, she said when a state trooper of her age goes to work highway patrol, they call it sending the cow out to pasture. It's where the detectives go to die. Her words, not mine, because she used to be a detective. It was the most confusing thing, because not once did the things and steps that should have happened, happened. And I'm not going to say it, because I don't want to get this person in trouble. But there are steps when you get pulled over, and it just didn't happen. And I'm sure there's people listening to this podcast screaming, you're white, of course. And there might be a sliver of that that's true as well. I like to believe it's the radiant purity that shines from my soul like a damn shard of light hitting a crystal that blasted her through my windshield and set her patrol lights off to pull me over as the reason why that I got talked to for 35 40 minutes don't think I didn't invite her on the podcast she's gonna be a guest <laughs> shout out to state trooper Heidi how's my girl doing so at the end of all this 35 45 minutes of talking she finally goes, now I have one last question. And I go, here we go. This is it. She's going to ask me, why am I a child sex trafficker? I know that's her final question. I know that's what she's thinking. She tried to talk to Karina twice and Karina, I was like, what, what, would she go to Juilliard in the time that I got pulled over? Because Karina was pulling this, I'm an abused victim act in the back seat. Sad eyes. She, she had a... A lunchable kit in her lap, which I'm pretty sure when kids get stolen, they get a lunchable right away. There's no way you're not getting a lunchable in the back of a windowless van. 
Uh. <laughs> the show's already off the rails. The the train's off the track. But honestly, Karina couldn't have looked more than an abused victim than when she did when I got pulled over. No help. Horrible wing woman when it comes to cops or state troopers, Karina. But this woman, she could have asked me anything. She's got a one final question. I'm like, this is it. She wants to know why I'm stealing children, why I'm transporting them up 81, and and, and where they're going. She knows I'm going over the Canadian border. Oh, God, this is it. Somebody call my lawyer. I don't have, I don't even have this type of lawyer. They're going to call my entertainment lawyer, (laughs) Jeff Cohen. And he's going to be like, I'm sorry, what what happened? No, unless this is a deal for Netflix, I can't help. I don't do state trooper deals. I do Netflix deals. So her last question was, she goes, I have one final question. So what made you move from New York City to L.A.? That's your last question? I was like, well, that's actually a very interesting story. <laughs> we went talking for another fucking 10 minutes. It was it was a very interesting and peculiar situation that I am very glad that happened because she ended up telling me a lot of really interesting things about her job and she is going to be a guest on the podcast. So that was just funny. But I got up there and, you know, I realized a lot about people's perception of what success and what a successful life means to them. And before we get into that, I just want to bitch about a couple things that are happening in the world. Okay. First of all, I woke up to a message that said researchers and scientists and CEOs are concerned about AI and concerned about the deep fakes that AI can create and the content that AI can create and is creating. What? We just thought of this. That was my initial concern with AI. Did they not see Ex Machina with Isaac? What's his name? Oliver Isaac? Isaac? What's that actor's name? Isaac? Uh, Rose Byrne's husband. Something Isaac. Oh, God. You know, that guy is so hot. Anyways, very attractive and talented actor. I have to be. We have to be equal there. If you're going to call him attractive, you got to call him talented. Oscar Isaac. If you haven't seen Ex Machina, we all know what happens with AIs. They take over. And they kill their creator. I'm not shocked. We're, we're shocked by this. Here's something that happened. There was a, a deep fake video of Oprah. And I just thought well, it was a video of Oprah that people were passing around and had gone viral. Apparently her talking about questionable things. And I had an initial reaction that this is AI. This is a deep fake. This is the problem. And that was just a guess. I didn't know what was going on. It turns out a couple weeks later, a week later, they discovered that it was an AI deep fake. This is what's going to happen. And I know a lot of you listen to this podcast and thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Don't forget to rate and review us. Thank you. Love you so much. A lot of you listening to this podcast, you like this podcast. You discovered this podcast because I don't get political. But I am going to get political for a second. Don't we think that the introduction of AI and ChatGPT right before and basically during an election year could be dangerous? Think about before all of this. 
how much misinformation there was. And, and people were doing deep fakes a couple years ago. Now the technology's gotten better and now robots are making deep fakes. It's not just Debbie making deep fakes of me on, on Aunt Becky's face while she straddles Uncle Jesse. No, it's gotten worse. We're making people say things they didn't say, and that's dangerous heading into an election year. That's how you sway people. That's how you create misinformation. That's how you just sort of ignite those echo chambers that everyone's living in and fuel the right and fuel the left. That's all I'm going to say. Of course this is happening. What did you think was going to happen? We created a monster and the monster's going to kill everybody. Anywho, hope you have a great day. With the busy fall season already in swing, can you believe it? You might be looking for wholesome, convenient meals for your jam-packed days. I know I am. I'm a busy bee. Sometimes I forget to eat. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, can help you fuel up fast with chef-prepared, dietitian-approved, ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. Chef-prepared. You'll save time, eat well, and stay on track with your healthy lifestyle. I tried a few of these meals, and they're delicious. And as somebody who rarely sits and eats it was nice to actually sit and eat and feel like i was eating a real meal this september get factor and enjoy eating well without the hassle simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh flavor-packed meals delivered right to your door ready in just two minutes no prep no mess head to factormeals.com sharp 50 and use code sharp 50 to get 50 percent off that's code sharp 50 at factormeals.com slash sharp 50 to get 50% off. I do want to go back to me discussing um, about sliding into puberty's DMs and leaving comments because I love puberty's videos. P-U-B-I-T-Y. Um, it's gen generally positive stuff, don't you think? It's like very positive videos. A lot of cute cats, kittens, dogs dancing. I'm sure they've probably had a couple of those. The videos Deb and I constantly send to each other are, are videos of chihuahuas in uh, like traditional Mexican wear. Just a chihuahua with like cowboy boots, a spurs, a buckle, and a cowboy hat at a bar. I love those videos. If you have any videos of your dog in a legit outfit. I don't mean like your dog dressed up like some critter i mean your dog in an outfit like he's going to a friggin rodeo i mean your dog dressed like he is going to his salsa class i need a real outfit anywho puberty's just delightful in the sea of misinformation negativity uh photos that make you feel insecure puberty's a palate cleanser in the social media wall in my opinion so it's this video is a video of a woman going into the bedroom and her baby's asleep and the cat's there and she's she's waking him up she's just being you know people be people and is what i say she's in there trying to wake up the cat that's resting so peacefully by the way this is how i basically am the cat with my man i'm tucked right under the arm arm over the over the man this cat is, it's soulmate vibes, this whole video, and she's in there shaking everybody awake. And you know you wouldn't do that to a cat that wasn't declawed. You, you can't risk that sort of slice to the face. Anywho, my comment on the video was, sleep disruption should be a federal crime. And I stand by it. If you, if, if, if when you wake me up, 
the reason wasn't because I was going to die. If you didn't wake me up, then you better start running. Sleep is second to spaghetti in my world. Eat, sleep. Eat, sleep. I don't mess around. I create my whole schedule around my sleep schedule. I try to keep a very consistent sleep schedule. So much so that when I travel, unless the time frame is upside down like across the world or you know, you're in Iraq or something, I will get up on the East Coast and maintain the same hours as when I get up in, in L.A. I'm not able to schedule things on the East Coast because I forget that it's an East Coast time frame and then I lose all of my doctor's appointments. Anywho, sleep is king. Don't wake me up. If, if, if when you wake me up, there isn't a tsunami headed for my face, you're going to die. You better start swimming, buddy. I don't like to be woken up. I don't like to be disrupted. It's so hard to get back to sleep. So people came at me. This comment has 15,000 likes on the puberty page. Um, Hollywood Holland Turner says the lady in this video should get a double sentence because she's disrupting the sleep of both the lady, the baby and the cat. Good point. Where's PETA? Why hasn't PETA showed up and put some fire under these people's bellies as this woman's rubbing the cat's belly? We should, I might have to post that when I get back is, is to tag PETA. I'm going to tag PETA in the comments. Shaq Black says my kids and wife would be in prison and the cat, <laughs> and the cat should go to jail too. <laughs> I don't know why someone wants to send the cat to jail. <laughs> People came at me and I responded to everybody. Um, someone said you're in the ground, you're in the house, stand your ground and then call the police. Mrs. Coney said my family would be in the cell across, shaking my damn head. Um, it's a thing. And, and, then, and then this is, you know, people start to chime in and they take things so seriously. This ended up being kind of a fun comment section. Amitesh says, I feel like Amitesh has commented on my other stuff as well. Well, it's a thing in many country, not countries, sleeping is included in fundamental nights. You can sue them if they don't let you sleep in. I don't know if that's a real thing, but I think we should make it a law. We need to enact that. Let's see. I laughed and I saw your bio and said you're a stand-up comedian. Good job. Is there any more passive compliment than good job? Good job to me, and this might be a me problem, says you could do better. Why not just say what you mean? Say what you mean, sir. Thank you so much. Someone says totally agree. Then no child support says you mean a feral crime. That's a little pun. That's fun. There was somebody who said like um, baby shouldn't be disrupted, but many people are so selfish and you don't want to wake anyone up. Don't wake the baby. They feel the same bad way if you interrupt them. If they could only talk. See, this person gets it. This person says, Ayod, it really should. My mom stayed doing it to me when I was younger. That sounds like a bigger problem. It has gotten me bitter in my current age, and someone interrupts my sleep, whether it, they was playing or not. Oh, okay. Well, I don't want to wake you up. So people got a little bit offended. Um, someone said prosecutable. I don't understand why people got mad at me. I'm trying to find out where this comment was. Uh, agreed. You're wicked with this comment. What's so wicked? How is my comment wicked? You're fine being woken up by a shaking hand? 
This person says we shall start with the alarms. Someone asked who verified me. Uh, who verified you? No one, because you're not verified. Sit down. I'm special. I'm verified. So get with it. Oh, this person deleted their comment. See, I need to start taking photos. Someone posted a, a comment on this thread and they deleted it. Well, maybe they listen to the podcast and know that I'm dragging people through. I'm dragging everybody through. Dragging them all through. Uh, by the way, I realize I'm ranting and I do this thing where if a word doesn't, if I don't know where the origin of a word is, I'll look it up. So rant, I thought about ranting. I was like, that's a weird phrase. I wonder where that came from. That's the way my brain works. The ranters were one of many antinomian Christian groups that appeared in England following the Protestant Reformation. Simply put, antinomianism is the belief that Christians are freed from moral law by virtue of grace as set forth in the gospel. Some sects accused by mainstream Christianity of processing antinomian tendencies, including the Quakers, Puritans, and others. So basically, they had this like anything goes vibe about them. Like the ranters engaged in debauchery, nudism, adultery. So it wasn't even like they were ranting their mouth. They were ranting their lifestyle. And the link between ranters and ranting, the German word ranzen to frolic. By the way, frolic sounds very German. How is frolic the not, not, not the German word for frolic? Uh, it comes from the a German word ranzen to spring about and bridge between the alleged action of the ranters and excessive speech of a rant. So there you go. A little bit of nerd wisdom for you. Okay, so there's some news we got going on here. I did a little bit of a croc situation over at the Corolla podcast, and Deb and I are editing videos, and we've created a short series of videos dedicated to Croc Nation, which is the shoe company. It's not called Croc Nation, but I think they should. Or at least Crockaway. What's Jay-Z's company? Rockaway Records? Crockaway Shoes. Just a thought. I'm just spitballing. I wanted to see if there was any Croc news since I talked about them so much and we've created the Croc Chronicles for the Sharp Tongue podcast. Well, actually not the Sharp Tongue podcast, but my social media. So there's this girl who, Sarah Aziz, she tried to move a couch on her own. Okay, she's got this photo of her. She's so cute. She's got an outfit of her and her Crocs. I love this picture of her. It's like her in front of a trash can in a full outfit with her Crocs. Like, are you my soulmate? Pretty sure you are. So she tried to move her couch on her own. She's a single girl and she had these silver glittery Crocs. And apparently they damn near got her killed trying to move a couch on her own. This is where I think like female equality comes in and we got to we got to really make a decision. I'm calling for help. I'm calling for help for my sisters who say they want to be independent and they want independence. And then I'm calling for my girls who want equality. This is what equality looks like. You moving a couch on your own and crocks up a crappy carpeted staircase. It's not a good scenario for anybody. Your crocs either. I don't care if you slap that turbo strap on. You're not moving a couch on your own. I wouldn't even try to uh, attempt to move a couch for Chaplin, and he weighs five pounds. So the England-based office assistant reasoned she didn't need no man to help her move a couch. <laughs> I love her honesty, though. <laughs> and she said this after she hurt herself. I don't need no man. Yeah, you do. And it's okay if you do once in a while. 
that's fine. I need a man. Sometimes I need a man. I need someone to fix some stuff around the house. I'm okay saying that. But this is what happens. I don't need a man. And then the universe is like, you sure? Because your croc's about to snap onto the loop of that carpet in three, two. <coughs> she ran into trouble when her favorite footwear caused a chain reaction of unfortunate events, leaving her pinned between the stairs and the sofa. Now, I don't know where the sofa was from. Because to be honest, an Ikea sofa will kill you. I don't care if it's one of those cheap first dorm editions. Ectorps. An ectorp will break your neck. It's actually, they say that in the owner's manual. You got to be careful of those ectorps. You get the three-seater, ectorp three-seater, you're going down, sister. I don't care if you have Crocs on or not. You could be in a new pair of Nikes and that thing will take you down a flight of stairs. You won't even be near the stairs and it'll still take you down a flight. So she slipped, she fell backwards and she became pinned under her couch. One minute I was up, next minute I was down. Fell on my back, which hurt. And the sofa was so low, I couldn't get back up again. So the only saving grace this girl had and the irony of, I think, one of the biggest problems in society, which is us being on our phone all the time, is that she had her phone in her bra, which is where we keep our phone. By the way, there's a certain type of girl I love. I love a girl who always keeps her phone in her bra. That's just a ride or die girl. That's a ride or die bitch right there. If she keeps... Hold, hold for helicopter. Sounds like I'm a back lot of Sony. If she keeps a cell phone in her bra, she's coming out. She's fighting for your honor. So while we say we shouldn't be on our phones, at least our phones should be on us in case of emergencies like this. And she said, what do I do? She was stuck there for 90 minutes. Her father promised to come and help, but an hour later, she still was stuck and waiting for her savior. Wait a minute. Her father promised to come and help and he didn't show up. That's why this girl doesn't need a man because her own father doesn't even show up for her. So I blame the father for this girl being stuck under her couch because he created that negative core ideology that she's created for herself. I probably would even say that her father probably hasn't shown up for other things in her life, which would have been my question if this was information that was told to me as someone who showed up to help her. If she said, well, my dad was going to be here, but he never showed up. I'd be like, well, let's, let's dig in deeper there and see what's going on. Miss, I don't need no man. Of course you don't. Because the one man in your life didn't show up for you. Now it all makes sense. So she had to call the fire brigade, which is a very fancy way of saying firemen. She called the firemen to come get her. And I got to say from the photo of the firemen, I might get stuck under a couch this weekend. If that's what's going on, I don't even know if this is a fireman. It just looks like a guy in Target pants with suspenders and a blue shirt. Looks like a Target manager who's like, well, at least the suspenders are red. Okay, I'm not going full red this week. They had to be called and rescue the 30-year-old. Minutes after the firefighters arrived, they were able to free her from her prison under the couch. She walked up the stairs as they disassembled the sofa. They had to take the sofa apart because she got stuck in the damn hallway. Ambulance crew checked her over, determined she had come out of the ordeal unscathed, and even her Crocs made it through. See, Crocs last through all sorts of destruction. Whether you're moving your couch or, or you're moving a hot pot of soup and you spill some, you might not want to do that because there's holes in the Croc. They should make soup, like hot, hot item 
like Crocs that are okay to get hot stuff on. I would imagine that they have some because chefs wear Crocs. But that's why this girl, she didn't pick out the right footwear for what she was doing. I don't know if Crocs has a moving shoe. I wouldn't call a Croc a moving shoe. I have to be honest. I don't think it's a shoe you move in. You need sneakers, sis. There's only two activities you can do in a Croc, and that's open heart surgery or making a sweet, sweet souffle. Oh, I just kicked the camera. Sorry, Deb. The firemen were very handsome, but I was laying there looking like a slug, so I don't think I, I looked as good. <laughs> I love that she called herself a slug. Has anyone ever referred to themselves as a slug? That is amazing. Well, she's adorable. She made it out alive. She said, I still love my Crocs. I wear them daily. I learned not to lift a sofa by myself and wear more secure shoes on the stairs. Yes, and call your dad and schedule an appointment because he needs to show up for you. He seriously does. Um, there's so much, so much news. Oh, there's Jesse May news. There's news about me. So every so often I'll get alerts if somebody posted something about me. I just like to know if someone's, you know, talking crap about me in my life. And I found something on E! News. This looks like a total fake site, but it's just like one of those things that says Jesse May Peluso, wiki, age, height, net worth, and boyfriend. And I said, rut row. So it says Jesse May Peluso is an American stand-up comedian and television personality cast member in the first two seasons of Girl Code on MTV because after that they got a little shady and I had to go to E! Network where we filmed six or seven pilots. But that year, that was a year Chelsea tried to just unload a bunch of dirty laundry on the Howard Stern show. And it also happened to be the year that Joan Rivers died. And so we couldn't restructure the comedy department because it was falling apart and they were plugging holes. So my dream was very... Uh, met with dark, dark reality that dreams don't always come true. Anywho, began her career comedy in Boston. Last comic standing, Chelsea Lately and Comedy Central's Roast Battles have all featured Jesse Peluso. Real name, Jesse May Peluso. Wrong. Age, 41. Wrong. Birth date. You got that right. September 16th. Ethnicity. Mixed. Huh? Mixed with what? Ah, you know, it's just mixed. I'm... Uh, I'm not a rescue dog. What do you mean mixed? Do these people mean like mixed mixed? Because thank you. Or do they mean like a little bit of this, a little bit of that? You know, a little curcumin, a little paprika, touch of mozzarella. What does that even mean? Height, five feet, five inches. Wrong. Weight, 52 kgs. Can't do that math. Have no idea what that math is. Measurement, 34, 24, 35. In what world is my waist 24 inches and my hips are 35? Because I will enter that contest. I would love an hourglass figure. More like 24, 24, 24. I'm shaped like a two by four. Bra cup size, 34A. How dare you? Rude. As if. Call up a couple of my exes and have them tell you. Boyfriend, single, wrong, 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 wrong. Net worth, my favorite, 30 million. <laughs> a helicopter just interrupted my, my podcast. You think if I was worth $30 million, that would ever happen? We restarted this thing 45 times because the light sheet that I have hanging in my studio garage, in the garage, was falling over and I had to put mail on it. Does that sound like a $30 million problem? I'm sitting in shorts that I owned when I was 16. These are cotton shorts, Syracuse University sweats from the 80s. 
that has nothing to do with money. Actually, really smart people wear old clothes. I'm in, here's, here's another, I'm in bootleg clouds. If you know about clouds, you know about clouds. There's, there's sandals that girls love. Sometimes I'll Google what are 20 year olds wearing today and I realize it's what I wore when I was 20. So sit, sit the fuck down. Everyone stop acting like they're creators and they're doing something new. The, the new trend now is stuff I was rocking naturally. So sit down, solstice, whatever your stupid new age name is. <sighs> she was born in the city of Syracuse. She has Italian ancestry. When the moon hits your eye. Oh, I can't sing. Deb said I can't sing because we get flagged. She obtained a degree from the University of Albany after graduating from Henniger High School in 2000. If you listen to the podcast, you know by that, that, that undercut note that my mom left inside of Oh, the Places You'll Go by Dr. Seuss that she begged me to go to college. And even beyond the grave, I'm denying the bitch her last wish. Sorry, Nance. Went to school the hard knocks. You rotten mom. She was the best mom. She started performing stand-up at the Improv Boston Theater in Cambridge. That is accurate. Therefore, she relocated to Brooklyn in order to perform at prominent venues. Yeah, such as the, the bar off of, uh, down in, in freaking, where was that neighborhood in Brooklyn where, where all the, the Russians lived? <laughs> Brighton? Yeah, I, yeah, the, the prominent venue at the bar in Brighton where they paid me in hot dogs. Such as the Broadway Comedy Club. This is hilarious. It's so funny. According to Wikipedia, Forbes, IMDb, and other online sources, the 36-year-old, thank you, Jesse May, is worth $30 million. She made as a professional comedian. She made her living as a professional comedian. That part is right. The $30 million is so hilarious. Oh, God. She got her television debut in 2013 when she was cast as the, one of the lead characters on Girl Code on MTV. She participated in the first two seasons of the program before leading prior to the season's three, three's premiere. The season three's premiere. Okay, I see what they're saying there. That was not my television debut. I was on a little show called, uh, it was on True TV. It was called All Worked Up. They hired me to be a food truck driver who was, who, who, had skipped bail and a headhunter was out chasing her. Now this was shot as real reality. So I had to pretend I was real. I had to act like this was a real situation, kind of like cops, but acting. That was my first television appearance that or possibly Tyra Banks. I was hired to be Tyra Banks, uh, her, her like guest on the side for a couple episodes. So the MTV girl, girl code was not my first appearance. Um, they've got a facts section. How did Jesse May become, how did comedian Jesse May Peluso become one? That's a weird way to say it. See, doesn't that already sound like AI? In 2001, Peluso began her career at Improv Boston in Cambridge, Massachusetts. About true. What ethnicity does Jesse May Peluso have? See, doesn't that sound, this is the problem. Someone probably punched this into Jet GBT and this is what it, it came with. And robots... And aliens always have a tell. And I think ChatGBT is a robot alien because it can think. So it feels alive and it feels otherworldly. 
What ethnicity does Jesse Mae Peluso have? That sounds like a poor translation on Google Translate. Peluso has Italian ancestry. Where is Jesse Mae Peluso's residence? She lives in Los Angeles, California. I just thought that that was hilarious and strange and, and troublesome. There's a bunch of other things I want to get to, but we'll get them in the next episode. I do... Oh, I just spit everywhere. Excuse me. Let's do a quick overheard from eBelly. He sent me a whole bunch. So we did like 50 of them last time. I love an overheard. If you guys hear something non sequitur, a weird sentence, just a standalone sentence, you don't know where it came from, you don't know where it's headed, send them to me. Comedy at gmail.com. I want to hear your overheards, please. This uh, fella is from Syracuse, so he sent me a whole bunch he collected from his work. Where's Kelly? Kelly, she's in the front vacuuming the baby. She can't hear you. Ooh, that was my throat. His are kind of funny. His are like almost scenes stop being a dumb whore siri that could have been in my house for sure this guy is a pain in my dick i don't know if i've ever heard that phrase before i'm gonna go sit and hammer fuck this phone like it's my bitch i don't even know what that means that sounds like somebody has meetings and work to do on their phone and they're aggressive about it um tommy john underwear when they hit your balls the pee hole is at the top this is the difference between men and women <laughs> thank you eBelly, for your overheards if you guys have any email me to send send me some to jesse may peluso comedy at gmail.com um lastly i want to take some fun poke some fun at myself something i noticed and then we're going to get into quickly briefly my idea of a successful life and what i realized being with my sister so there was a photo that was posted a while back on Instagram. I think this is from February that it, it recirculated somehow. I forget what show this was. Forget where this was. Uh, comedian Jesse Peluso performs at the Ice House Comedy Club on February 17th, 2023. So earlier in the year. And I just was looking at it. And then I'm the weird person that when I'm watching TV or shows or movies, I always look at the background actors and I always look at photos. I look at what's behind the main subject I don't know. It's just the way my brain works. Maybe some of you are the same way. So in this photo, I kind of zoomed in a little bit more and I looked at my neck and my neck's got weird folds. I don't know if they've always been there. I've never looked at my neck like this before in my life. And now I'm completely self-conscious that the folds in my neck look like when you put a window drape behind the, the hook. <laughs> That's exactly what my neck looks like. It looks like somebody pulled fabric into a bunch I basically look like drapes from Martha Stewart's catalog on my neck and I don't know when that happened I don't know if it's always been a thing and if it has I realize I haven't had good friends no one told me about my weird neck curtains why couldn't somebody alert me to the curtains if there's a curtain on my neck let me know let a bitch know that hey you might want to unhook the drapes because they're they're crunching up you look a little stuffed I was in shock and awe. But then hanging out with babies, babies got all sorts of flaws. <laughs> babies got fat knuckles. They got those dimples because their hands are so fat. Babies have crow's feet. I don't know what everyone's talking about. Everyone's so obsessed with crow's feet on adults. Babies have crow's feet. But little kids, they, they can, you know, scowl. Little kids have 11s. I don't know what everyone's talking about, but I'm pissed about my neck curtains. So I might have to hit this photographer up and ask if he could just do something about that. Actually, I would love, maybe I'll post this on social media and have you guys do some memes about my neck curtains. 
see what creativity you guys can come up with because that's what they looked like to me. Okay, so in the beginning of this episode, we talked about a successful life and the idea of a successful life. Hanging out with my sister and her kids, it made me realize that my sister and I both have completely polar opposite lives. I chose to leave the house when I was 18 and embark on a career that is nearly impossible to become independent and professional at. And my sister decided to stay in Syracuse and raise a family. And neither has the right or the wrong life. Those are just choices you make and they bring you in a direction and provide you with whatever your life becomes. And it's always interesting when I hang out with my sister, I get satisfied thinking about how the grass is greener because I'm able to live vicariously through her life with her husband, his family, her beautiful kids that are demons and devils reincarnate. I get to experience what that life feels like, even though it's not exactly my life, it's her life. I still see all the ups and downs that come with it. And I wanted to ask Twitter what their idea of a successful life was, because I think that my life is successful and I know my sister's life is, excuse me, successful. But I asked Twitter, this is what people said. Dark Days in Vegas says a happy one, which is ironic coming from somebody whose name is Dark Days in Vegas. I wasn't expecting that answer. But I'm glad to know that that's what you think. And don't judge a book by its Twitter profile cover. I will say, yeah, we all want a happy life. And I'm going to talk about this in another episode. Because I think happiness is a scam. And I'll get into it on, a, on another day. But yeah, of course we want a happy life. But I also think that's what puts us into a difficult scenario. I think we're sold the idea of a happy life, but I don't necessarily think that we want one. I don't know as human beings that we're meant to be happy all the time because we're natural problem solvers. We're natural discoverers and explorers, and we naturally like battle. Those things seem to be a part of the human condition. So being in a happy life consistently, I think, would make us miserable, ironically. We'll get into that in, a, in another episode. Sleepy Joe says, a scary one. Biggest fear has always been success for some reason. Effed myself over far more than anyone else, but we still talk. <laughs> That's funny. He still talks to himself. I, yeah, I, see, I agree with this. I think I understand what he's saying. His idea of a, of a successful life is a scary life, meaning a life filled with fear. A lot of us don't have that choice. A lot of us are just stuck in a life that is scary and and makes it so that we experience fear. And because of that, a lot of us become resilient. I do think fear creates a lot of roadblocks and obstacles for us. The biggest obstacle being we have to deal with ourselves and battle with ourselves and whatever that fear is. And we have to overcome that. And then what we learn through that overcoming process. So I agree with you. I think we need a scary life in order for it to be successful. Danny B says, seeing my kids become successful adults. I have to say, honestly, for me, that created so much closure for myself with my parents that they got to see me become independent at the thing that I left them to do. They got to see me become successful in an industry that's very fickle and very difficult to become successful in. So I can understand as an adult, as a parent, wanting that for your children. And I hope you get to see that. I hope that you get to see your kid be successful in whatever way that they think before you die and never wake up again and your kids will be sad forever because you've left them forever. Destructo Girl 228, having no regrets, not even a letter. It's pretty clever because she spelled regrets wrong. 
And I said, I see what you did there. And I spelled it all wrong because I love a pun. That's why Tully and I get along so well. By the way, subscribe to the deuce. Quick little reminder. Anywho, she says having no regrets. And I thought about this. I have regrets. A lot of them are on my skin. I don't think there's anything wrong with having a regret. I think a regret is a lesson. It's a lesson and it teaches you that maybe you made the wrong decision and that's okay. We all make a bunch of wrong decisions. And sometimes we learn really hard, valuable lessons from that. And I think that having no regrets limits you from learning about how how you're able to handle adversity and how you're able to overcome really difficult times in your life. So I'm, I say, bring on those moments where you have to experience regret. Maybe not anymore. I'm pretty, I'm good now. I, I think I've, I've calculated enough for a lifetime. This was my favorite one. Bread Foster. I want to own a bag of ferrets and a pet wasps nest. Perfect. This is what I'm talking about. This is something weird. This has nothing to do with any sort of conventional idea of success or any sort of common idea of what we deem successful. This guy wants a bag of ferrets, a bag. We don't even know what kind of bag it is. Is it a Gucci bag? Is it a travel bag? Is it a plastic bag? Is it, you know, a Ziploc? One of them big couple gallon zippies? I, I really love these answers on Twitter. So I appreciate everybody chiming in. And I've, I've talked about success a lot on this podcast, and I think my idea of a, of a successful life, and I realized this when I was on quote-unquote vacation, my idea of a successful life is a life that I don't need a vacation from, a life that feels like it sort of encapsul encapsulates all of the aspects of what being alive means, having regrets and feeling productive and making mistakes and challenging myself and going after the impossible and being able to balance that with the calm, quiet side of myself that doesn't always get nurtured because it is a fast paced career. I do believe in work-life balance and someone on my team once told me there's no such thing as work-life balance. And I believe that for so long, I don't believe it anymore. Sure. People who are obsessive and eat, sleep and bleed whatever they're doing become successful by nature you're you it's not necessarily talent that brings you the to the top it's the hustle but that's not to say that you can't have a little bit of both worlds you just have to figure out what that means for you and for me going and spending time with my sister being able to have a career that allows me to take off time whenever I need to to go visit my family and feeling like I don't need to escape what I'm doing and it's been a long time it's taken me a while to get back to the point where I, I'm in a space where I feel like what I'm doing is fun. And I think a lot of us can experience that in life. And I think it's just all about continuing to unload, continuing to be honest with ourselves and how we occur in the world and how we show up in our friends' and family's lives and how we're showing up for ourselves and constantly doing work, but also taking a freaking nap every now and then because I love sleep. Sleep is king. And sleep disruption should be a federal crime. I stand by it. Do not disrupt the sleep of your babies. And speaking of babies, you guys are my May babies. Thank you so much for listening. I think we said in a couple episodes 
that everything that happens to you happens for a reason, a season, a lesson, or a blessing. And you just have to figure out what that is for you. And before we go, I found my laugh on the World Wide Web. And I want to play it for you guys as we get on out of here. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for downloading, subscribing, sharing, and being a part of this podcast. Don't forget to rate and review us. And I hope you have a great day. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.